guys, welcome to the Dead by Tomorrow podcast. My name is Daniel Winter and my co-host is Andrew Monroe. In each episode, we're going to explore topics that are too important to wait until your last day on Earth. As we introduce each topic, we encourage you to remember that some tomorrow will be your last, so each new day could be your final chance to really live. Hey guys, this week we're going to be talking about commitment, but this time on a social level. Thanks for listening, and we're looking forward to connecting with you. All right, Andrew, should you care what people think about you? Well, that's a tough question, and it's a yes and no answer. So no, you shouldn't care necessarily what people think about you, because you should be true to yourself. If you believe a certain way, act a certain way, you need to be who you are. Only God God can judge me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now that said, the yes part of that is also there. You... You need to be able to trust people around you. Your reputation is really important. Uh, Whenever it comes to your friends and your family and your loved ones and even society as a whole, your social trust value is incredibly important. And what people think about you will open certain doors of opportunity that would otherwise not be there for you if you have a bad reputation. Yeah, I agree. I think that concept of social trust is really important. it's something that we are all contributing to through through our actions, through demonstrating trustworthiness, and it's you know especially within the United States, it's actually something that's on the decline as a whole. So, if you think about you know our society, there's this idea of it's kind of this lawyer culture. You know, you feel like everybody is a little bit out to get you. If you mess anything up, you know somebody's going to probably sue you. You got to make sure you have all your insurance in order and all that. And that speaks to this lack of social trust, this lack of an idea that your fellow neighbor has your back and you can trust any person to do the right thing. And so you tighten up and allow in people that are close. Okay, so if you had to guess which countries, nations do you think you know, rate highly on the social trust scale according to the World Value Survey? So I studied abroad in Japan, Mm -hmm. so I almost always assume they're doing better after having spent time there. Everything they seem to do is better off than us. If not them, uh, maybe Costa Rica? (laughs) Costa Rica. (laughs) They seem really happy. (laughs) So you're saying that anybody who lives on an island trusts each other more? (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, but at least uh, some of those Caribbean... Spanish-speaking islands seem to be pretty happy, except for like the Dominican Republic. I don't think they're very happy at all. (laughs) Well, okay, so the actual answer, which probably shouldn't surprise anybody, is that it's the Norwegian nations. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, right. They they have that secret to happiness, that hygge living, and a part of that is that they just have a trust for each other. They've got each other's back, and there's not this stress or this anxiety about interacting with other people and so if you compare them um you know that about 60 percent of norwegians say that others can be trusted and then on the other end of the scale maybe not quite the other end but coming in about half as much would be us at about 30 percent respectively and and that's you know from around 2007 there haven't been studies done since then which, if you think back to Pearson's law, 
probably means that it's not growing if we're not measuring it. Yep, if it's not measured, it's not recorded, it's not growing. So we're probably on the decline. And we see that everywhere, honestly. You know, I know in the past few years even, it seems like people are less trusting. You know, there was another study while we're talking about, you know, articles like that that I looked up for this episode, you know, because this is a social commitment episode. And it talked about implicit trust and the whole lawyering up kind of mentality where, oh, I'm going to skate by on this technicality where I made a promise to you, but if the parameters weren't exactly right, I don't have to keep that promise. That kind of mentality is really hurting us. A lot of people don't understand like the implicit commitment to someone. If I'm your friend, I don't have to tell you I'm going to help you move. You just know that if I'm free and you ask for help, I'm going to help you. That's where real social trust comes in. If I know that you're going to be talking to other people and I didn't tell you, hey, promise not to talk about this thing or promise to speak well of me and talk about my book I wrote and that kind of thing. If I have to ask you for that kind of commitment, we're, we've already lost. It's the implicit commitment where you have relationships with people that matters. Daniel, what are some of the benefits for being trusted, do you think? Yeah, there are definitely some huge benefits to being trusted, feeling like a, a commitment will be honored. And the biggest one probably in my life would be in marriage. So a marriage relationship, obviously, you know, one person is committed to the other. Hopefully they're committed to each other, right? And within that commitment, there comes a safety for vulnerability. Um, so vulnerability, I, if you've never heard Brene Brown talk about vulnerability, absolutely look up her TED Talk. Being vulnerable with someone, being able to be vulnerable with someone is a building block for so many other, you know, what she calls light emotions. So um, you know, love, happiness, creativity, innovation, all that starts with vulnerability. And I believe that commitment creates a place for vulnerability to flourish. If you feel like the person that you are you know, opening up your heart to is going to stick with you regardless of whatever it is that you're sharing, whatever it is that you're going to unpack, you feel that safety to go ahead and lean into that vulnerable space. And so uh, that's what marriage has looked like for me, just feeling like no matter you know what what skeletons i unveil in a closet no matter you know what demons come up from the past this person is is going to be there and is going to work through that with me and, and i've got somebody that i can open up to there um that's something we'll we'll also talk about a little bit more in our part three going into commitment in the workplace and you know having a leader that is committed to you that will open up that space that's awesome. I love Brene Brown. I had a friend of mine who recommended that vulnerability TED Talk, and it was pretty life-changing. I have watched it probably six or seven times now. I don't even know how many people I've demanded to watch it. I played it at the office and made the entire company watch it back when I was at Plains, and I probably watch it once every few months. It is really good stuff, and really, really interesting. So I'm glad to hear you're also on board with that. 
Yeah, and even even this podcast is kind of another example of that, right? Like, this takes some level of creativity. And if I didn't feel like there was this mutual commitment that we had to each other, I wouldn't feel safe saying, hey, I, I want to try this out or let's do this. I'd be worried that you might say, oh, you know, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Why would you even think that and would bail on the whole thing? But you know, there is that that level of commitment, that level of uh, mutual understanding that makes it all possible. Absolutely. It's it's shame is what she talks about. And that's what it comes from is we're afraid of that rejection. If we don't trust somebody, that's because we think they're going to shame us for something that we put forward. You know, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's let's get real with each other. Let's open up. It's scary to open up and someone be like, oh, you're a gross person inside. I don't want to be there. It hurts. And that's what we're all really scared of in most of our day-to-day relationships with other people is we don't want people to not accept us for who we are. Which goes back to your original question. Yeah, you, you shouldn't necessarily care what people think. You need to You need to love yourself and care about yourself. But you also need to open up to people and let other people love you for who you are. You've got to trust people to do that. And it's really hard if you don't build that trust with them. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to be vulnerable with people that aren't committed to you. That's part of the process and defeating that shame monster. But our whole point in tying vulnerability and commitment is that you know, commitment can create that, you know, just fertile soil to make vulnerability a lot easier and a lot safer. Absolutely. We please, please practice safe vulnerability out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So what are some tools that you use to help you stick with your commitments to others? So it's funny you asked that because I actually was just talking to a friend of mine the other day who she's going through some stuff. And whenever I'm trying to make a commitment, whether it be, you know, to a friend or even on the personal side with fasting or anything like that, one of the best tools for me is actually a gratitude practice. I'll look at the hardship that is following through. And I'll turn it on its head a little bit and say, hey, this is something that I chose to do. I am, I am making this promise and this choice, and I need to be thankful for the fact that I can do that. I'm not being forced anything here. I am choosing to limit my own freedom through discipline and trying to make something happen from it. And that's really cool that we can have that opportunity. So keeping that in mind and being thankful for that opportunity to suffer a little bit, to limit myself um, for a greater good almost, it's really powerful getting me through some of the harder parts. Yeah, I think it, it builds on this idea of discipline. You know, you, you start with discipline to self, and then that also goes into, you know, staying disciplined to others. And, and like you said, just being grateful that you have the opportunity to do that, that you have the choice to do that. And then trusting yourself that whenever you made that commitment, you you had the foresight to see this is going to be a good thing. This is something I should honor. And so, you know, trusting yourself, being grateful for it, I think all of that ties in together. Exactly. Now, I could go on the gratitude talk for a really long time, so we'll have to save that for another episode down the road. But for now, uh, what about you? Do you have any maybe principles that you follow through or you're committed to, you've promised yourself that you will make in relation to other people, 
you know, you have marriage, obviously, but what about something that applies to somebody that's not married or maybe a married person, but to your friends? I think the thing that I try to remind myself of is that commitment, it's really an all or nothing sort of thing. So if I only follow through when specific conditions are met, or if I only do it 80% of the time, that makes it really tough to be trusted because anytime I say, yes, I'll do that, you'll naturally be asking yourself, okay, is this the 20% of the time that Daniel is going to you know, flake out or have some sort of excuse come up or something along that line? And, and I just know how important it is to me for others to follow through on things. And so I just kind of apply that, you know, that golden rule, right, of you know, treating others the way that I would want to be treated and, and applying that empathy of, well, how would I feel if somebody said they were going to show up and they didn't? It's so just bringing in that empathy and that, that love for others and reminding myself that, okay, it might not seem like a big deal to me, but remembering that's going to be a pretty big deal to somebody else. And if I can't be trusted with, you know, the small little thing of saying, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll come pick you up on time. You know, is somebody going to really mess around trusting me with a major part of their life? (laughs) Probably not. No, no, that's how it goes. That's the small parts lead up to big sums. Um, And that's something we talked about in the as yet unfinished book that we're writing. Uh, Another story from there actually on the social trust level that we also write about is when this happened to me in real life at the bar. I was with my cousin and a couple of girls that were hanging out with us. And they invited me to come do something on Friday. And I was like, hey, I already have another commitment. So I just told them, no, I can't join you guys. I can't do it. And they were like, oh, you're such a flake, Andrew. You suck. And my cousin was there. And this was really cool because I didn't think he had noticed this aspect of my life where I was also doing that commitment-focused social trust building. And so I'm being called out for almost the opposite of it when it was a really important thing to me. And he actually came to my defense. He was like, hey. Andrew is one of the most committed guys to this. You know, if he says he's going to do something, if he says he's going to be there, Andrew's going to get it done. He's going to show up for you. So don't give him crap because he's telling you no, that that is who he is as a person. This is exactly the opposite of what you're trying to rag on him for. And it was really cool to see somebody else that wasn't just me and my ego saying, hey, this is something I'm doing. It's making an impact on other people and how they live. Yeah, I think an important point from that is being willing to say no to something up front if you know you can't follow through on it. I think that's another huge aspect of setting yourself up for success is don't agree to something if you know you're not going to follow through on it. Even if somebody's going to be upset about it, just be honest, be upfront, and then you're going to have a much easier time not overcommitting, right? Like we talk so much about mm-hmm. commitment. What about overcommitment? If you can follow that practice, yeah, it's going to ruffle some feathers, but you're going to actually be able to follow through on the things that you say you're going to follow through on. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of this has to do with making a conscious effort. You decide if you are going to agree to something. If you are going to go hang out with your friends and you tell them you're going to hang out with them, you've agreed to do this. And so you have to do it now. And that's part of the lifestyle that we're trying to talk about here the mindset is being more focused on what you're agreeing to and what you're not agreeing to saying no when it's either something you really don't want to do or it interferes with who you are as a person or what you want to do 
and not doing it. Or if you do say yes, even if that day comes along and you don't want to do it, you still have to go. It's, it's that trustworthiness. And if you can be authentic with what you say you're going to do, then that translates to this higher social trust, which we're both kind of agreeing here, is an important thing. Your reputation is really important. And even if you say no a lot, when those yeses come along and you stick to that yes, that's awesome. Can you ever trust somebody again once they've broken a commitment to you? For me, that's really difficult. I struggle with trust anyways for a lot of people. But once somebody has broken a commitment or a promise to me, or even themselves, if I see somebody saying, hey, I'm going to go to the gym, and then they don't, I'm like, well, you're untrustworthy. You can't follow through on something that matters to you. How can I think you're going to follow through with me? And I'm probably a little too jaded on this because I might be a little too cognizant of the tally there. But for me, it's really hard. That said, I've made efforts to try and, you know, learn to trust people that are making that commitment to me down the road. But I don't know if you can ever get back to that untarnished trust you had with somebody before, you know, a cataclysmic break or breach of your, you know, trust in them. It's pretty cynical. Yeah, I would not say it's a strength of mine, <laughs> but in the attempt to be vulnerable and honest and authentic, it's a part of my personality. I just have a problem with that and I'm working on it, but we'll see where we go with it. There's actually a story kind of related to that. When I was 10, I wanted a tape recorder for my birthday. And the reason why my single desire for my birthday was a tape recorder was my parents kept promising me things. They would say, hey, we're going to take you to the movies. We're going to do X, Y, Z, whatever it was we we're going to do. And then they wouldn't do it. And then I'd be like, hey, you said we would do this thing. And they'd be like, nope, I never said that. And it crushed my trust in my parents. And my solution was recording my parents. And some 10-year-old shouldn't be worrying about his parents <laughs> like that. He should be able to trust his parents and not want to spend, so to say, his birthday wish on being able to catch his parents in their lies. And I don't know how much that messed me up as a kid, but I can't imagine it to be a lot of good. So, you know, that's an example of maybe why I have trouble now with people breaking promises to me. So for me, as far as trusting people that have broken a commitment, the the piece that helps me get past that sometimes is this idea of giving somebody the benefit of the doubt wherever I can. So maybe somebody didn't follow through on a commitment, didn't follow through on something they said they were going to do. Maybe they did have a really good reason or there's something happening under the surface that we're, we're just not on the level to get into. And so that's one thing that can help with that. Now, again, if it's happening repeatedly, if, if there is a trend, that's a different story. But um, if, if you're ever struggling with somebody who didn't follow through on something, take that benefit of the doubt approach at least for the first time or two. Give them the opportunity to earn that trust back. I think I think we owe it to others because we would want them to do the same for us. Absolutely. Now you're making me feel bad. But yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a really good tool, that whole assuming the best of somebody's intentions, assuming they aren't being malicious. Uh, 
that's definitely been something that's really helped me in the past. Thanks to you, honestly, that was your idea that I've kind of co-opted and passed around to other people. And it's been really helpful for me. So I probably should apply that to my <laughs> trust <laughs> issues as well. So Daniel, what does any of this have to do with being dead by tomorrow? Yeah, that's a great question. So if we think about commitment to others, what that breaks down to is really the legacy that you're going to leave. So if you were to die tomorrow, definitely a popular question is, what would you do if tomorrow was your last day on earth? But another really important question is, what would you want people to think of you? And being able to honor commitments, being able to follow through on that, um, that should be top of mind of things that you would want to leave as far as a legacy, somebody that followed through on, on what their word was. Thank you for that. That's all the time we've got today, guys. So thank you for stopping by. This was Dead by Tomorrow with Daniel and Andrew as your hosts. We really appreciate you listening and look forward to connecting with you next time. Our challenge for you today is to try and find some time this week or this weekend to practice one of these tools that we offered and work on committing to your friends, family, and loved ones. Tune in next time, and we will be talking about commitment in the professional world. Thanks again.